Hey everyone, welcome to a special bonus episode of What Are You Watching? I'm Alex Witherow and I'm joined by my best friend Nick Dostal. How you doing there, Bubba? Excited to be here. Damn right. It's time for a new bonus episode. Some fresh, current streaming recommendations that everyone can check out. You actually pointed out to me last week that TCM is running an incredible film festival for the rest of 2020 called Women Make Film. This is a remarkable curation of movies they've put together. It's nuts. Go on their website to see the full schedule, but they have very carefully paired certain movies together. There are narrative features, documentaries, short films, and they're all directed by women. It's great. So we figured let's do the same thing. Let's only recommend films directed by women. We're recording this on September 15th, 2020. The episode will be live on September 16th, 2020. So please consider these streaming recommendations as current as that date, because we all know they like to take shit down without warning. So let's get into it. I'll go first. Unfortunately, we're sitting here talking about movies directed by women, and we kind of have to start with something horribly sad up front, and that's the tragic and sudden passing of Lynn Shelton in May of this year. I listened to Mark Maron's podcast. He and Shelton were living together when she passed. And it's been it's been a real insight into grief listening to his episodes since May. I really loved Lynn Shelton's films. The one year I went to Sundance was the year her film Hump Day was there. It was one of the few movies there that everyone was talking about. It definitely had the Sundance buzz. And it was this new kind of comedically dangerous totally improvisational approach to film and that movie kind of put her on the map and then she directed your sister sister touchy-feely laggies she directed episodes of mad men new girls shameless glow the morning show little fires everywhere a lot of these are new shows like it's just it's it's awful she was lost far too young she said so much and she had so much left to say so in that regard i recently watched her drama outside in from 2018, which is currently on Netflix. I had never seen this, and it's unlike any film she's done. It's melancholic, it's tough, kind of heavy. It's about a man, played by Jay Duplass, who is released from prison after 20 years for a crime he didn't commit. It's about adjusting to life, trying to figure it out. Edie Falco and Caitlin Deaver are in it as well. They're both great. It's a different vibe from Shelton, and I really appreciated it. Outside In on Netflix. Rest in peace, Lynn Shelton, you know? Absolutely, and I'm glad you mentioned that movie because that was actually a movie that I just saw, uh, you know, when they you click on a movie on Netflix, they just put up a little scene from it, and I was immediately grabbed by the scene because I haven't seen that movie yet, and I honestly I didn't even know that she directed that. I didn't either. So I love that you brought that up, and because and, now that's going to be the next thing that I watch. I have another one for you that you're really going to want to watch soon. According to IMDb, this is the first movie ever written, directed, and starring the same woman, and that is Barbara Loden's Wanda from 1970, which is currently on Criterion and Hulu. I loved this movie. Wanda is a character study about a woman named Wanda, played by Loden, trying to figure it out in her unhappy life. I'm not going to say too much because people should really see this and be wowed by it, but the film starts as a 70s character study and very subtly morphs into something else, something a little more plot-driven, which you don't necessarily expect. Wanda, as a character, purposely has no redeemable qualities, and we've seen a lot of movies about unhappy men with no redeemable qualities trying to figure it out. 
And this is one of the very best examples of the reverse of that. Loden has been referred to as the female counterpart to John Cassavetes, and that is so clear when you watch this movie. Wanda has faces, productions, vibes all over it. A woman under the influence, Mikey and Nikki, Wanda, they're all in the same family. So you're really going to love this one. Oh, man, I am so excited. That is so cool. A little more about it real quick. The movie, like Mikey and Nikki, is purposely raw, it's choppy. It's uniquely brilliant. It's it's a great film. Loden is a fascinating Hollywood character as well. Wanda was the only film she wrote and directed, and many suspect that's because she was married to Ilya Kazan, who put her in a few of his films. But by many accounts, it sounds like he tried to control Loden's life and career to very extreme measures, which pisses me off for a variety of reasons. Uh, Wanda is great, and Loden clearly had vision, and I would have loved to see her make 10 more movies. Sadly, she passed away eight years after Wanda was released from breast cancer. Her husband was not by her side when she died. Wanda is currently streaming on the Criterion channel and Hulu. Please check it out. It's my highest recommendation today. People who like Cassavetes, people who like gritty indie 70s films, Wanda. And what's cool is that the way I found out about Wanda is through the great indie filmmaker Amy Zemetz. Zemetz is one of my favorite filmmakers in the game right now. She's appeared as an actor in a number of different flicks, maybe namely as the lead in Upstream Color. She's directed and created TV shows, but her first feature that she wrote and directed, Sun Don't Shine, in 2012, is a great double feature to Wanda. Sun Don't Shine is currently on Amazon Prime. And it's about a couple on the run after one of them has committed a horrible crime. It's sweaty, it's gritty, it's new, it's very indie. Zemetz has said that Wanda and Barbara Loden are major influences on her. That's clear to me in Zemetz's work. She's been doing press for her latest feature, She Dies Tomorrow, which is currently available to rent on streaming platforms that you rent movies from. And she's been talking a lot about Wanda. I dug She Dies Tomorrow, but... Sun Don't Shine Wanda are a great pair, so Sun Don't Shine, currently on Amazon Prime. Okay, <laughs> I just threw a lot of heavy shit around, so I'm going to end on a somewhat lighter note. Those ones are admittedly heavy hitters, and this last one's a bit of a cheat, and that's okay, because this one's for us. Mississippi Grind. Yeah. 2015, directed by Anna Bowden and Ryan Fleck, currently streaming on Showtime, we love this movie. It's one of our movies together. We saw this movie right as you and I were becoming friends. And I think we both identified with the unique, fast friendship of Ryan Reynolds and Ben Middleson in this movie. Uh, we aren't degenerate gamblers like they are, tearing ass all over the country looking for poker games anywhere. We've all seen movies like this before. The pair of grifters trudging along, trying to make a buck. But Bowden and Fleck know that. And they do a really good job of subverting expectations. And this movie doesn't really go where you think it's going to, but in a fun way. I love it. We love it. Mississippi Grind on Showtime. Hey, Bubba, we can't lose. We can't lose. Some heavy ones and then a fun one at the end. Go check it out. But what do you have for us today? One of my favorite movies from 2016, American Honey, directed by Andrea Arnold. Uh, this movie's a long one. It's probably a little over three hours. But, man, it is so good, and it's worth every minute if you if you sit down and know what you're getting into. And this is one of our favorite directors. I brought her up for American Honey, but you can go on Criterion and see 
almost every single movie and short film that she's ever done. She's uh, done Fish Tank, um, The Red Road. She's one of our absolute favorite directors working today. And American Honey is absolutely no exception. But I wanted to bring it up because it is streaming on a major platform at Netflix. And um, it would be great to see more of her work broadened in all other streaming platforms. Definitely check out American Honey. Yeah, I was really close to including Fish Tank on this, but, you know, I didn't want to make them all criterion, like we said, but this is a director who deserves to be seen by a much wider audience. Definitely one of the most influential directors on my personal filmmaking. I love all of her movies. Fish Tank would be my favorite that's on criterion, but American Honey is, you, there's just no, no one makes movies like her. Yeah. And I, I absolutely appreciate them. Great pick. And Shia LaBeouf. Awesome. Awesome performance in that movie. Uh, Moving on to, uh, this is one of my favorite movies. I just recently saw this movie this year. We need to talk about Kevin, directed by Lynn Ramsey, Uh, is streaming on Hulu right now. If you've heard our podcast, you've heard us talk about uh, You Were Never Really Here, which is another fantastic movie directed by Lynn Ramsey. But uh, We Need to Talk About Kevin is a trip. It's probably not the best movie to watch if you're thinking about having kids. (laughs) <laughs> but um, it is an awesome, awesome movie. So definitely check that out. Tilda Swinton's in it, and she never is bad, ever. Yeah, that's a that's a dark one as well. I didn't know you hadn't seen that before, seeing you were never really here. No. I'll move on to this is one of my all-time favorites, uh, and it's streaming on both Hulu and HBO. Point Break, 1991, directed by Catherine Bigelow. Here, here. If it, it listen, if you've never seen Point Break, you need to stop everything you're doing and just go watch it right now because it is one of the funnest movies you will ever see. Keanu Reeves, Patrick Swayze, Lori Petty, and Catherine Bigelow directs like one of my favorite action movies of all time. It's it's phenomenal. Yes, a- absolutely. I mean. People think I'm kidding when I say I actually think this is a really good movie, and it's one of my favorite movies. Not like trashy 90s action movie, which it is. Which it is. It is definitely one of my favorite of those, but I just love this movie. This is one I've uh, countless times. I It would be embarrassing to admit how many times I've seen this. Know it by heart. I've owned every possible version of it on VHS, DVD, Blu-ray. It's classic. It's timeless. I love seeing the sways. In the peak of his form, uh, there's never a bad time to watch that movie. Cross the line. You're going down. <laughs> See you in hell, Johnny. <laughs> Adios. Swayze really jumped out of the plane at the end, too, by the way. Of course he did. That was not a stunt, man. Of course, because he was a fucking madman. He just, like, well, like the biggest movie star in the world. He's in, like, the, the year before the biggest movie of the year, Ghost. And then the next year, he's just jumping out of a fucking plane. It's like, okay, cool. Yeah. What about insurance, Swayze? <laughs> he just doesn't care. Oh, I love it. He's the ultimate. It's the ultimate ride. <laughs> and then it would be a shame if I did not mention um, Sophia Coppola's Somewhere is streaming on HBO, which I actually just found this morning. I don't know how new that is to there, but um, it's streaming and it's there. I don't know how long it'll be there. It's an absolute must if you're a Sophia Coppola fan. Or if you were a fan of that episode of our podcast that we did, then this is a perfect opportunity to either watch it for the first time or rewatch it. Our favorite Coppola, 
and very much looking forward to her next one coming out in October. Absolutely. I cannot wait. And then this next one, this is my last one. This one's a tricky one. This is a tough one, but it's so fucking good. I'm going to butcher the name. Jean Dielman, 23, Coy de Commerce, 1080 Bruxels, directed by Chantal Ackerman. It is on the Criterion Collection, the Criterion Channel. Good job. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, this movie is over three hours long, so get ready. And, um, and I will say this is not a movie for everybody. Nothing happens. Um, it is about a woman going through. It takes this place over the span of about three days. It is about the passage of time and this one woman and the way that she spends her time. And now this movie defies every type of teaching that could ever be told to you as a writer about, listen, we don't need to show you going from the refrigerator to the chair, making your cup of milk or whatever it is. That is what this movie is. But in watching all of this, you become attached to her and her routine. Therefore, you start to become attached to your routine and the way that you live these mundane, monotonous moments of your life. If you're on board with it, you realize that at some point this movie is going to end. And it it actually is a little it's a little upsetting because you kind of gotten to know something for so long. It's just a hell of an experience, and it it definitely speaks to the feminist point of view, but does it from a very universal language. And I think this movie is just in all of her work. I I need to watch more of Chantal Ackerman's work. This is the only one that I've seen. She's done a lot, and a lot of it is on the Criterion Collection, so I really want to dive into her work. Yeah, this is one of the most polarizing art films ever made because it pushes anyone's patience watching it. That's the exercise. That's what her intention was. And you you put it very well for having only seen it once and seen it somewhat recently. I agree with everything you said, and in watching this monotony, we also get insights into the shadows of her life that other people don't. We get to see those flaws. We get to see what happens when even a little disruption occurs in that routine. But yeah, this is a movie where you pretty much watch a grown woman prepare and make a meatloaf in real time. There are far smarter people than myself to explain the purpose and the intention and what this all means. Like I said, you did a really good job of it, but we've talked about good slow versus bad slow on this podcast. And I know a lot of people who are fans of Good Slow who do not like this movie. That's okay. It's fine. That This is a tough one to like. But if you're in for an experiment and you're in for a movie that is going to kind of outlive us all. I mean, people are always going to be talking about it. It's always going to be discussed for better or worse one way or the other. Then check it out. I Actually, I got one more. One more real quick. And I actually haven't seen it, but I saw that it is on the Criterion Collection. It is uh, The Portrait of Jason directed by Shirley Clark. Shirley Clark, I saw a movie uh, from hers called The Connection about a bunch of jazz playing heroin addicts in an apartment. And she is a very kind of documentarian in her camera work in the way that she kind of portrays the story. She kind of just lets it all happen. But for being in the 50s and 60s during this time, this is a woman that was doing things and breaking boundaries in terms of what was taboo and what was not. 
Um, so her movie, Portrait of Jason, is playing on the Criterion channel. I have not seen it, but I'm a fan of hers, so I definitely want to see more of her work, and so should you. Yeah, that's something for both of us to check out. That's great. So we've had the podcast going for we're approaching our 10th episode, which will be released tomorrow, our favorite L.A. movies. We're really excited about that. And we've received a lot of great feedback and support from people so far. Well, I just want to say, like, the amount of support that we have gotten from since we've started this has been overwhelmingly cool and positive. And the community that we found online and the community that we have found within our circles of people that we know and people that we don't know that have talked to us, that have explained to the, to us their take on movies and why us telling our personal stories about our favorite movies or our topics resonates so well with them, which is exactly why we did this. So to kind of hear that feedback coming back to us, it's wonderful because it lets us know that we're doing something that we set out to do. And um, I just want to throw a quick shout out to some of the uh, great film Twitter peeps that have really found us and taken uh, a liking to us. And I want to start with um, Adam Mind on Fire. Thank you so much for all of your support. You're awesome. You have one of the best quotes that we could have ever used to express ourselves. It is. Uh, it was pretty much our mission statement. If there are two roads for podcasts, we are well on the road not taken. That is the ultimate of compliments. That is exactly what we're trying to do. So thank you to a mind on fire. Follow follow them. They're awesome. Yeah, that that made my week. That tweet made my week. That was that was really nice, really generous. So thank you for that. Yeah, and all these people got great content too. That's the thing that we found is that like minded people, you know, we're all kind of we're all connected in the same way and we're all sharing the same types of stories with each other. So that's what's really cool about all this. But then we also got John McCreary at J underscore MC21, BGA underscore Samuel at Film Objective, at David Cinema, at Katerina CMRG, and at I am O'Connell, Primetime OC. Just a few shout outs to our Twitter fans that we wanted to really uh, take a moment to kind of thank you guys personally for all of your love and support. And then also just on the, on other platforms, we got at Westmore and at The Real Coffee Creamer. Thank you. Yes, thank you, everyone. Very, very much. That's it from us, everyone. A lot of great films by great directors here. Two final recommendations I'm going to sneak in before we check off. All the President's Men is on HBO Max right now. Just saying. And Waves is still on Showtime. Just saying. <laughs> Thanks as always for listening and happy watching. Hey everyone, thanks again for listening. You can check out my flicks and my movie blog at alexwithrow.com. NicholasDostal.com is where you find all of Nick's film work. Nicholas Ali does the music for our show. I've made a few music videos with Nick. He's a great guy and we love his tunes. Big thank you to him. If you have any questions or comments, please email us at whatareyouwatchingpodcast at gmail.com. Next time, we're going to talk about a wide range of movies as we discuss our favorite films set in Los Angeles. Everything from Chinatown to Clueless. Stay tuned. All right, here we go.
Rolling and rolling. Good. Just don't make me sound like an asshole. <laughs> you do that all on your own. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.